this with Naima, because Naima likes to pretend bathe, run water without getting in the tub, then put on lotion to hide her smell. But she always forgets to lotion her elbows and knees. Her elbows and knees always tell the truth. Satisfied, Mom picks out Naima's dress, lays it on the bottom bunk, and looks up at me. Do you feel like throwing up? No, I say. Is your stomach cramping? No. Have you had a movement this morning? I think about the many movements I felt in my body this morning, but I know her kind of movement and my kind of movement are two different things, and say, No, that's the problem right there, she says. Get up and try to have one. I'll be back. She walks out, hips switching underneath white terry cloth. I climb down the wooden stairs on the back side of the beds and go to the bathroom where I look for something different in the mirror. I just know with all the motion that there has to be a change, but I see the same gap between my two front teeth, the same long chin, and the same bubble lips. I lift my faded Snoopy nightgown above my breast, same flat chest, and notice my breath raising my brown skin. I flood my lungs, watch my chest swell, and hold the air in, feeling my insides stir like glitter in a globe. I exhale and the tiny dots settle. I take another long breath, and the sparkles swirl and swirl deep beneath my skin in a place I don't know how to name. From where the songs in my head speak, from where tears race and eyes roll, from where gap-revealing smiles escape, laughter skips, cravings call, where words of love and fear whisper and scream, even if they never come out. The room inside the room inside the room. What are you doing in there? Mom yells through the bathroom door. Nothing. I let down my nightgown and run water over my hands before I open the door. I know better than to have dry hands after supposedly trying to have a movement. Mom waits in the hallway. Her hair is in a slick bun behind her right ear, but she's still in her robe. So? No. Come on in here. I follow Mom to the kitchen, where she makes me oatmeal with peaches and brown sugar on the stove. Breakfast is ready, she yells, and the rest of the family comes in. We have breakfast together at the dining room table, but everyone else eats the good stuff. Bacon, eggs, pancakes, and grits. Mm-mm-mm, this bacon is good, Damon says, smacking. He has more on his plate than Daddy. Superb, Daddy says in a lofty voice, and takes a sip of his orange juice with his pinky finger extended. Naima giggles. These pancakes are something else. Damon says, magnificent, Daddy says. Great, adds Naima. She's only nine, doesn't have many words waiting at the edge of her mind. I'm glad I'm not sick, Damon says. Why, I couldn't agree with you more, Daddy says. Eating oatmeal in the midst of all this good food would be a small tragedy. Worse than morning breath, Damon says, and everyone laughs even mom. I want to join in, but I keep a straight face, stay committed to being sick so I can keep feeling my insides play. After breakfast, I pretend to try to have another movement. Again, I wet my hands, and this time mom is waiting outside the bathroom door, 
in white stockings and a cap-sleeved v-neck navy blue dress that stops beneath the knee. She's put on her makeup, a thin brown line on the lids of her slanted eyes and clear gloss on her thick curvy lips. I doubt I can ever be such a lady. So? No. She makes me a mug of warm lemon water. I pretend again. When I open the door, a swirl of spices, citrus, and honey curls into my nose. Poison perfume, my favorite. Mom usually lets me dab a bit on my wrist for church, but I know better than to ask. For a moment, I consider giving up my sick act so I, too, can smell pretty. But then she adjusts the white purse strapped to her left shoulder and shifts the black leather Bible in her right arm. And just like that, something inside me takes off running, something wild like excitement. No desire.